we start this again? Hey, this is Kale Wood. Hey, this is Jessica Wood. And leaping leprechauns, Larry. Laredo's lost its lizards. Welcome to Gone Global. Oh, so I'm just saying your name now. <laughs> I know it. I, I'm glad you remembered. <laughs> Welcome back. Yay! Welcome home, everybody. Yeah. We done get we get global global. We went worldwide. Mm-hmm. We gone globaled. Yep. We and, had a long, long trip. And now we're home. Yay! After two months. Yeah, pretty much. Luckily, we did manage an episode in there. That was mm-hmm. the old Liverpool special. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. We thought we were going to do more, but we didn't because we were on holiday. So, you know, sorry. I was talking with Pete from the Comics Pals yesterday, and I was expressing how difficult it is to record when you're yeah. gone. Yeah. He was like, no, it isn't. I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> We also didn't have proper internet. That's for, that's one for thing. For most of it, we didn't have Wi-Fi almost the whole time we were yep. in America. Mm-hmm. And hey, listen, it's 2019. Like, technology hasn't improved that much, but it it's also that far. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, but anyway, we're back now, so it's all good. I've actually missed doing this. I, I mean, this is work for me. So yeah, I'm, fair you enough. Know, I miss work too. Like, I was really happy to come back to work. Pretty ambivalent about it, really. Oh, no. Um, but that also that also goes to show probably just your general character. Yeah, <laughs> and how my work progresses <laughs> has gone since we've uh, been back. Even uh-huh. though we've been back for almost two weeks now, yep. and we haven't recorded anything. Yep. But no, it's gonna be great. So, what do you want to talk about today? Ooh, did we learn anything? That's a thing. Ooh. Remember? Oh yeah. Remember it's how been this... so long. <laughs> um, I learned that I am happy to be back at work. And <laughs> well, to that end, one thing we learned, um, and and you've probably seen this if you follow us on social media, or specifically me on any social media. Um, American food is just it it will tear you up. Yep. Um So I, I guess we learned that on the trip. I know I know when I but before I went, I was excited to get home and get uh get wrecked. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. And, and then the and then it actually happened and I was not excited yep. about it. Now we had we had roughly the same sort of um, sickness, mm-hmm. and you were a champ about it. <laughs> like you were, you were still down to do stuff. You were still, you know, like you, you, you know. I, I got the impression that it still, it still hurt, and it still, you know, it was achy, and you didn't, you weren't quite as excited as mm-hmm. you normally would be. Uh, but I, I <laughs> shut down. I delayed a, a whole road trip. Yep. To, so I could get better, and I was like, "There's no way this but is." But I mean, in fairness to you on that one, you were the one doing all the driving. Mm. So for you to feel bad driving is very different than me feeling bad just in the passenger seat. You know, like mm. you actually had to do something about it. I suppose, but man, I I shut it. But yeah, down. let's just say we both got very sick. Our tummies did not enjoy American food. 
your mom was like, what is wrong with you both? And we were like, literally just the food. Like, yeah. please give us salad. It was, please. <laughs> it was fine for me until the stomach cramps. And then I I really couldn't handle it anymore. <laughs> and that was probably the point where your body was like, right, I'm giving up now. This is it. This is death. That, that, was, the, <laughs> that was the point where I was like, oh, maybe I don't like American food anymore. <laughs> Well, I think the difference is now you've been used to European food. And one thing that our listeners might not know is that there's a lot of ingredients in American food that are completely illegal in the EU. And so some of those ingredients, like red number four, whatever the hell that is, Mm. is illegal here. So you've been used to, I'm not going to say good food, but a bit more, a bit less processed food. And then your tummy was like, oh, oh, this again. Yeah. I'd be interested to to hear the the conversation about, like, GMOs and genetically modified stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, plenty of it exists here, too. For sure. But there's also, there, you know, there is, like, a, a difference. Yeah. You know, everything is genetically modified, but there is The way stuff they do it and the chemicals. Pumped full of chemicals yeah. and... Yeah. Well, even like sugar to you guys isn't real sugar. It's corn syrup, which tastes terrible, and you can taste how fake everything tastes. To to me, anyway, obviously because I've grown up with a bit more real food. Like one thing that the first time I went to America that made me laugh and also laugh in a little bit of horror was that all of our food labels say no official artificial colors, no artificial flavorings. Your bags say it. They're like full of them. <laughs> On the front of the bag, it's like, yes, contains artificial flavor. And then you're like, that's not a good thing. No real fruit juice. Yeah, that's the thing I saw in some packets. And you're like, uh, that's nothing to be proud of. But apparently it is. Um, so I'd be really interested to bring like some of your family over here and eat here and see if they had a similar reaction in the opposite way. If they if they feel better. You yeah. Know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or if it wrecks with their stomach because it's just not what they're used to. I'm Well, I'm sure, like, you know, for a, for a lack of a, a better example, it's like when you switch uh, a dog's food, mm. you know. There's going <laughs> to be a period of adjustment yeah. that, you know. Um, because as, I mean, as soon as we, where do we land? We landed in the UK. As soon as we got to the UK, things started switching and like, I don't know about you, but I could feel it in my body. It already felt. Not in the UK for me. For me, it was as soon as we got to the US. No, 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 no. On our, on our way back. Oh, oh, feeling better. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm. So anyway. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so today we're going to talk about Texas because we did a Liverpool special mm. and now we're going to do a Texas special. And we've just been there, so we should have a lot to talk about, but we're sort of... We'll see. We're winging it a little bit this episode again. So. Getting back into the groove. Yeah. All right. So do you want to start? Do you have some Texas facts? No. Texas is a fact how about when texas officially became texas <laughs> um, come on i told you when liverpool became liverpool 
And incidentally, it's 812 years old. Wait, 13? I posted it on Facebook, so. 12, it was 812. Um, I believe it was 1846. That's quite late. when... Uh, America hadn't even been totally formed at that yep. point. Um, well, what we did learn, so we'll talk about this one next week. We're going to do a Texas episode this week, and then next week we're going to talk a bit more about where else we went, so like a road trip episode. So we'll talk about this a bit more next week. But we went to St. Louis, and they have in the arch a museum of American history and how America became America and stuff. Very, very interesting. But Texas was all part of Mexico. Mexico had this huge swathe of land all the way up to like Alaska. Well, it was it was it was more like Oregon. Yeah. Um, it was more like Oregon down. Uh, if you go east, probably, probably Nebraska, and then down. And then it kind of curved around Texas and then mm. back down. Okay. But anyway, so, they, they had a lot. So all of that land from uh, California to Texas was Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, uh, when, uh, when the Louisiana Purchase happened, uh, Thomas Jefferson bought basically the the middle half of the country from, um, I think it was France? Yep. France and Spain owned quite a bit. Yeah, the, both of those flags flew over Texas at one point. Mm-hmm. There was a, 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 a chunk in the west where Texas went all the way up to Colorado, I think. Colorado, Nebraska. And it was just like this, at the, at the time, Texas was just this whole sliver uh, the further north you went, it got thinner and thinner, and it was just this sliver of uh, of of land. And wait, that... Texas was or Mexico? Texas. Oh, okay. Uh, because it was it was a whole thing, mm. and then and then the rest of it was Mexico. It was still part of Mexico, but mm-hmm. at the time it was you know that was what was being fought over, basically. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I'm going to have to look this up. Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I thought you'd, uh, thought you'd know, being a Texas boy. No, they don't, they, they te- don't teach real history. I <laughs> <laughs> they teach us that stuff in seventh grade. How old is that? That's um, 12. Okay. And it's a whole grade of school. It's a whole history section of school for that year okay and they never talk about it again mm. as and other other schools do similarly yeah like i know colorado has a colorado state history and it's mm-hmm. like why mm-hmm. but you know um so it was admitted to the union in 1845 it was the 28th state texas was mm. so that means it was a country well before that okay yes Mexico controlled the territory until 1836 when Texas won its independence and it became a republic. It became okay. its own yep. Yep. country for all mm-hmm. intents and purposes. And Good Lord, if you ask any Texan, they'll tell you, you know, hey, Texas was its own country once. Yep. 
Wasn't there something too about them not signing some paper? So that actually is one of the things I did prepare. Mm. Um, that isn't necessarily true. Oh, okay. It is. It was admitted as part of the union. Yep. Full stop. Okay. Um, the the thing about it is that it it was a slave state and it was part of the confederacy during um the civil war so because the south lost basically the idea that a state can can secede mm-hmm. um was forfeited mm-hmm. that's not something a state can do at all at this day and age and not have it be a an incident right it's completely against uh, the government. It's completely against all of that. So generally, when people say that, what they're actually referring to is the fact that Texas can separate itself into five different states. And that's oh, actually... that's very different. That's actually in its... Uh, I believe the Texas Constitution is right. that if it wanted to, it could separate itself into five different states... And then, and then they would act autonomous, autonomously as states themselves. I see. So it's not this narrative that that is the case in Texas. I have to say, from many people, of well, we can secede anytime. We don't have to listen to the government. Yeah, wholly untrue. Okay, um, right. and that, and the thing is, um, in the nineties, there was this big wave of people who had that thought mm-hmm. and um this yeah, this guy uh richard lance mclaren founded the republic of texas organization and he based it on his property within the davis mountains resort that that part's not important uh but it was the most active and influential secession group at the time uh basically he claimed that uh, the United States annexed Texas illegally and considered it to be held captive. Uh, they, this group generally believes that globalization is a threat to constitutional rights and against Christian principles. <laughs> and, uh, his legal filings were so numerous that the county clerk gave them a separate captain. All right. So... Um, okay, here we go. Members of the Republic of Texas group listed grievances... Within, uh, with the U.S. government, such as accusing the government of a corrupt judicial system, paganism, and of create, creating illegal treaties and illegitimate agencies. They stated that the U.S. government had set itself above the people and had exercised its global influences unlawfully against the Constitution. And then they placed a lot of infinite uh, emphasis on the Branch Davidian incident near Waco as an example of what was wrong with the U.S. government. I'm not exactly sure what that is. Click on it and see. I think I will. Oh, so this took me, so I'm on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. and it took me to a page called The Waco Siege. Mm. Basically, it was, what is this? So the Branch Davidians are a religious cult founded in 1959 as an offshoot of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And it looks like they had been stockpiling illegal weapons 
And so the, uh, the ATF, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, obtained a search warrant for the compound and started arresting people. And I guess there was a big, uh, a big shootout. Oh, holy cow. Yeah, okay. A 51-day siege ensued, ending with an FBI assault during which the compound burned down, killing 76 people inside, including the leader of the Branch Davidians and 11 people were arrested. Hold on, when was this? Uh, this was 1993. So was the, the advocacy group involved in that? No, but what... Because when... who are the Branch Dividend? So they're some religious cult. So they weren't involved, but presumably they, they were allied in their beliefs, at I, least. I think that's probably true. My my guess would be that the the Republic of Texan independence or whatever it was probably believed that the uh, the Branch Davidians had their right to have however many weapons they wanted, and they would be allowed. They should be allowed to you know pursue life as they saw fit. And then the fact that the government came in. And had a 50-day siege of mm. their compound added fuel to right. that fire. Right, okay. Uh, basically, uh, all that to say, um, this guy McLaren um, has been, after several uh, run-ins with the law, he's been, um, he was arrested on mail fraud and is serving 99 years in prison well um it was a pretty interesting um article and i don't know maybe we'll talk about it someday but yeah for sure Uh, i i I mean i I think the the mentality there is very interesting mm. the the there is many in texas who genuinely believe that they're not part of the united states including texas former governor rick perry who as recently as i think was around 2012 started spouting off this nonsense as well yep it, it it's just really interesting um let's talk a little about texas today and what we what kind of is the the essence of texas today guns <laughs> cows corn yeah. Wind. Yeah. Um, and that was just what was coming from us. <laughs> Cows and wind. Um, in all seriousness, though, or in all seriousness, though, we ate so much meat over there that we've become temporarily vegetarian to kind of make up for the lifetime of animals that we consumed over there. I'm not going to apologize for mm. it. <laughs> I am. I feel terrible. I think. I think the thing, and this is this feels weird to say, and it kind of goes along the the lines of of the um, the the pledge of a, the pledge of allegiance episode that we. Uh, oh, did you know Texas has its own pledge of allegiance? It didn't surprise me, but no, I didn't know that. Uh, That's cool. I don't remember it. But I know it starts out honor the Texas flag. 
Yes, also sounds about right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, sort of along with our Pledge of Allegiance episode, um, I would say sort of the the spirit of Texas is best sort of summed up by the musical Texas. Yes, we went and saw that. I enjoyed it. Uh, they hold it in Powder Canyon mm-hmm. uh, during the summer. Um, and it's, uh, it is actually really famous. Um, Mm -hmm. I think there was someone from New Zealand there, uh, when we were there, Mm -hmm. they always point out like the person who came the furthest to see it. Um, a lot of actors who do Texas end up on Broadway because Mm. the, um, the conditions are so sort of grueling. Yeah. I bet. Imagine doing rehearsals for that in the Texas. 45 degree heat I don't know in a canyon I don't know if they do rehearsals in the canyon actually mm. I mean I'm sure they do some well but... you've got to do dress rehearsals yeah. to see but why I, you come I don't... in and off and... yeah I don't know if they do the regular rehearsals uh, they might well I don't I don't know yeah. about that but even just doing the show so like they... you can see the sweat dripping uh, on them oh yeah so... because they're in period costumes and then there's horses about, and then there's all the set changes, and they're doing dancing and singing, and so it's a it's a musical set in Powder Canyon, which is the second largest canyon in in the world. That sounds right. U.S. at least at at minimum the U.S., but yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the world. Um, and um, they hold it during the summer. Which in Texas, as you said, is forty-five degree heat. Which centigrade in what did I say? You said forty-five, like me. Yeah. So in Fahrenheit, what okay. was that? In, for, in Fahrenheit, that's I mean, you're pushing a hundred degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's uh, when the uh, before the sun goes down. So in particular, particularly dry. Um, uh, summers they do like a big water and light show um at the end of the play which is really it's nice mm-hmm. it's nice mm-hmm. uh generally it's fireworks i think i think for us it was both yep they did the fireworks it was really and impressive and they yeah. they project something like onto the cliffside as yeah. well because it's at the bottom of the canyon so it, you kind of have something looking up and mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. the rocks and stuff which is really cool and it's really well done And the story is kind of, um, it's about, you know, the pioneers trying to figure out how to farm the land that was not the best for farming and they were having droughts and all sorts. And yeah, so the story, uh, the story that we got, um, and I, I, I think it does change. There are variants on it Mm -hmm. depending on who's directing it, uh, pretty legendarily, it was uh, directed by, I think, like two people, and they were a, a husband and wife duo who were militant about the way they uh, did the show. Mm-hmm. And since they've sort of passed the show on, it's changed just a little bit, but I don't think that much. Mm-hmm. So the story is the story of um, uh, a young farmer whose name I can't recall, but his. It's sort of his battle against Charles Goodnight, who was the uh, one of the first settlers in the, the panhandle of Texas, and his cattle ranching operation. Uh, this, this battle became uh, sort of 
famous because uh, this young guy whose name I can't remember wanted to farm and he was having a lot of trouble, like you said, because of the droughts and the dry conditions, but also Charles Goodnight's cattle coming around and eating all his crops. As the play progresses, you find out that the U.S. government is trying to get the railroad to go through Texas, and Charles Goodnight doesn't want to allow that because it'll get into his cattle ranching operations. And there's some, you know, some good musical mishaps or whatever. Mm-hmm. And some romance. A couple of romances. Thrown in for good measure. Yeah. You know, but in true musical fashion. Yeah. But it, it's genuinely good. Like, I did enjoy it, and I found it interesting. Mm. And the fact, the whole location, it makes you feel like you're in it. And Yeah. Uh, because you're sweating, and you feel, <laughs> you feel like you could pass out and hallucinate. Yep. Um, at any moment. Yep. <laughs> the the thing about it is toward the end of the play um charles goodnight returns from a trip to washington dc or, or maybe austin he returns from a capital where he he has negotiated a treaty to allow the the railroads to come through and he's hailed as this great hero because it's finally going to happen. And my whole thing was, especially after watching it as you know uh, an adult, was why is he a hero for this? Yeah. He didn't. He was fighting against it the whole time. Yep. I had a lot of trouble with that. Mm-hmm. There's a weird framing for all that. It's like it just sort of switches i don't know yeah i mean to be honest i didn't get most of the story oh yeah well and (laughs) so part of our experience was we were we were um sat in a really sort of bad spot Mm -hmm. the sound in our particular corner didn't work and so we missed sort of the first half of the or most of the first half of the, the yeah. play, sound-wise. But it also, I, I have to say, it wasn't that clear about what... Like, even when we moved and we could hear it fine, and we were like, oh, that's so much better. Like, between all the songs, like, if you don't know that, it's not very clear. You know, like, you, you sort of have a bit of a knowledge of what the story is supposed to be, in historical terms or whatever. Because good night. Good night. Yeah. Was that his name? Yeah. He was a real person. And yes. there's a town named after him. Yes. And I feel like as a foreigner and as an outsider, it's quite difficult to actually tell what's going on. I, I would blame that a lot more on the audio than... Yeah, okay. Fair enough. ...than anything else. Okay. The other thing about this show, and I've seen Texas probably two or three times my entire life. Mm -hmm. The musical. The Texas, the musical. And as far as I can tell, this is the first time this has happened. I I could be, I could be wrong. And knowing Texas, I probably am. Mm. But there was a, a, like a 10 minute salute to veterans and the American forces. And this like, 
and then everybody had to stand up and sing the national anthem hands on hearts it's not the national anthem what is it then just some song about America. <laughs> oh. I, it is It is very specifically not the national anthem. And I don't say that to correct you. It's because I had that same thought. I went, mm. wait, this isn't the national anthem. But that's the thing. It feels like it. And I, I told you, it made me feel genuinely sick. <laughs> Can you expound on that? It's been... And I'm trying not to be super rude about it. I? As well. But... The I think what made me feel ill was that they did this whole sequence about veterans and blah, blah, blah. And I think what gets me is the hypocrisy of standing up for veterans, blah, blah. Fine. Great. That, that in itself is not a problem. Yeah. It's the, it's the way they do it. And it's so like, oh, these, these brave people... Um, but then they get home from wars and things with injuries and diseases and they're not looked after. Like you have homeless veterans, you have many that have committed suicide, many that are with PTSD. And I feel like this grand gesture of thanking them and standing up for them and holding your heart and everything is an empty one. And I think one of the ways that this was sort of explained to us was there was this really intense backlash uh, against the the troops that went to Vietnam and the explanation was that basically there's sort of this unwritten formality that you you should absolutely honor the veterans because when they came home from Vietnam no one cared about them and anyway <laughs> the um that's how it was explained to us yeah. and i there's a part of me that understands that mm-hmm. but there's the other part of me that is uh skeptical because mm-hmm. you're i i i i don't know obviously agree with you mm. so okay all right let's let's try and shift away from yeah. the politics so your original question was what what is the spirit of Texas and and weirdly enough as sort of negative as we kind of turn that it's that hard working spirit that is the actual play yeah that i find to be and i think the pride in it too i the think pride that's a big deal and i think the rebelliousness on both sides of Charles Goodnight and the guy who was against him. Yep. Um, you know, you'll ha- you'll always have a Texan who believes one way, and his and his ironclad in his uh, staunch beliefs. But you'll always have another one who can see a better way and is willing to work toward it. And I think I think that's the spirit of Texas. Hmm. For yeah. good, for good and bad. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I agree. I I don't have much to say to that one because I think you're right. I think that's a big part of it. Um, it's kind of a positive note to leave it on. Maybe we should I do more so. positive things. I think so. Yeah. Um. Mm, my coffee cup just reminded me. Um. 
my hometown, Amarillo, has a uh, new baseball team. Yeah, they're, we went to a baseball game. They're a uh, minor league, and they're called the Amarillo Sod Poodles. They're the Sod Poodles, Sod Poodles, that's right, they're called the Sod Poodles. And Sod Pops, man, they sure know how to win. Which translate for anybody who doesn't know what a sod poodle is. And I count myself among you. <laughs> who knows what a sod poodle is? So uh, I think I think a sod poodle is a prairie dog. Which is like a groundhog. Uh, I think it's more. It's a. I would. I guess simply, I would call it a mix between a groundhog and a uh, meerkat. Mm. Only native to America? Don't know. Mm. I would bet we're the only country that calls them a sod poodle. Yeah, probably. And I would... Um, I bet also that calls them a prairie dog. <laughs> that's probably, a prairie dog. That's probably true, yeah. They probably they probably have a proper name somewhere. But in Lubbock, Texas, there are thousands of them. Yeah. They're just... They're just... Because Texas is plains, so it's all flat land. So, yeah... By plains, I think I, I think you could define it as like like you said, flatland, but yeah. grass. Yeah, it's so not all of it is desert like you'd expect. Like Amarillo and Lubbock, in like the top part of the the like square part, is all grassy land. Um, so in Lubbock, there, there's loads of just like what we would call fields, I guess, but they're not really. They're just like land that hasn't been built on yet. It ain't that capitalism. Yeah. Um, but anyway, there's thousands of these prairie dogs. And I got super excited because I kept seeing them out the window. And you were all just like, whoa, it's just a prairie dog. And I was like, but look. <laughs> and then I saw something called a jackrabbit, which is like a hair sort of. Um, it's just a, a giant rabbit. And they're freaking huge. And yeah. I was like, what is that? Yeah. And you were all like, what are you talking about? And I got very excited at all these these things that are just so alien to me. It's a shame you didn't see a jackalope. What's oh, a jackalope? A jackalope is a jackrabbit, but it's got antlers. What? Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to see if we can. That doesn't exist. No, it doesn't. It's not real. It's I was not like, real. no. <laughs> I know I believe a lot of crap that you tell me, but that one. A jackalope. <laughs> but yeah, huge. Um, One of the Pixar shorts was about a jackalope. Oh, all right. Incredibles, maybe? I don't think I've seen it. Not Incredibles, obviously. I love the Incredibles. Um, But yeah. Bounding is what it's called. Oh, okay. It's about a a jackalope who bounds. Cool. (laughs) Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. Um, my, My impressions of Texas are... And I said this the first time I ever went there, but everything is huge. Everything is genuinely bigger in Texas. Yeah, like really, really. The it's just such a huge place, and you know, Texas State I think is bigger than the UK. Oh yeah, yeah. Iowa. Okay, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I, oh, I thought yeah. I was wasn't just making that up. Um, it's huge and. Not just in terms of the amount of land space there is, but even, like, everything is really spread out to me. Like, for us, our houses and streets 
are all connected together. Um, and you have a long street of probably be like 50 houses or something all squished together. And in Texas, that would be the amount of space that four houses take up. Yeah. Because each house is individual and then there's a big gap between the next house. Um, the cars are huge. The food is giant. And I'll go back to the cars because most of the cars you see are towing other cars. Other cars or, or houses, camper vans or farm, a lot of farm supplies as well. Yeah. Um, so they're massive cars. The food, like we've said, is insanely huge. Like there's American portions and then there's Texas portions. Um, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't eat. Where was where was Lambert? Is that Texas or that's is that Missouri? That's Missouri. That okay, Missouri. we'll talk about that next time then. Yeah, but just like the amount of food is crazy. So for me, Texas is big. All right, here's a game. Pick, <laughs> describe Texas in only three words. Okay. Guns, guts, and God. Hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> I was going to be nice about it and say big, proud, scary? <laughs> so, <laughs> Maybe not so, so nice? Yeah, so you're not going to be nice about it. <laughs> it's just a different world to me. Yeah. Some of it very good and some of it very bad. Is But. I liked it, and I like being there, and I like being with your family. So, and I guess that's all you can ask for from a, a road trip. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I think I think that's it for mm-hmm. Texas. Really, mm-hmm. that's all we really did in Texas was we went to the musical, <laughs> eat. And eat yeah. And did you? Of the things you had, granted, everything made you sick. Was there anything that stood out to you in Texas that was uh, above average? Food-wise. Food-wise. I don't even remember what we ate. Uh, We had that rib joint. Um, Sharky's, obviously. Yeah, Sharky's was pretty good. So Sharky's is an Amarillo famous burrito place. Uh-huh. They put potato in burritos. Uh-huh. And the sizes are... Big and bigger. Yes. Uh, and the big one is about the size of your arm. Yeah, so the bigger one's the size of your thigh. Yep. They are huge. Uh, yeah, that was really good. I enjoyed that. What else did we eat? Uh, we went to Rosas. Rosas, yeah. Had a lot of Rosas. Yeah, it was fine. Mexican food. How dare you? Mm, it was... Uh, we also ate a lot of Mexican food and there's... Well, that's the appeal of yeah. Texas. <laughs> uh, I was going to point out, we had these... Um, so at this rib joint we went to, and I can't remember what it was called, the Iron Nail, the... Oh, yeah, the one in Lubbock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Um, we had... Um, they had brown sugar coated ribs mm-hmm. 
um, that made my teeth hurt mm. for days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were pretty good. But dang, they were good. Mm. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, we didn't have this, but I saw the sign for it in the Houston airport. First thing I saw came out of security, and there was a sign for a, a sriracha bacon uh, margarita. And I went, damn, I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> Land of ingenuity. Mm. All right, let's end it there. Yeah. Because I think we're, out of, actually, we're actually out of stuff to talk about. Yeah, I think so. Weirdly we, enough. We actually just sort of chilled out. We've, yeah. we've had kind of a busy couple of years and moved around the world twice and te- texas was because it's the place i consider home it was sort of the place where we didn't do a lot mm-hmm. so we watched a lot of mash that was good fun a lot of mash a lot of star trek mm, a lot of star trek and, so uh, we had a great time we were introduced to the uh, the dick van dyke show yeah highly recommend if you like dick van dyke at all look it up um, it's very good. I, I think it's on Hulu. It is on Hulu. Yes. Um, on, uh, the network is on. Uh, it's MeTV, which I is a new thing, I guess. But so. they do Dick Van Dyke show, then The Twilight Zone, and something else cool too. So we were just having fun watching TV. Yeah, it was great. So um, yeah. So next week we'll tell you about the stuff we actually went outside to do. The r- road trip episode. Yeah. All right. Uh, where can the people find us? Oh crap, we have to do that. I always forget that. Mm. Uh, you can find Gone Global at Gone Global Pod on Twitter. And then that's also our email address, goneglobalpod at gmail.com. Feel free to uh, write in with your opinions of Texas if you have any. Um, but don't argue with us because we'll laugh at you. I won't. I'll be nice about it. Oh, I won't. Mm. I have no qualms. <laughs> Um, you can find, you, you can also find, we're on, we're, the podcast itself is everywhere. Yep. Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, we're on Spreaker now. I figured that one out. Um, I think Spreaker only allows for five episodes at a time, so I'll Mm. figure that out, but. Podcoin? uh, We are on Podcoin, if you care about that. Are we on Overcast? Definitely overcast. Hey. Anywhere you get your podcasts, Gone Global is there. Gone Global for Going global. Podcast, pod, God, pod, pod, Gone Global. Gone Global. Going Global. For podcasts. Yes. That's nice. Um, where can the people find you? They can find me on Twitter at Jan91, J-I-A-N 91. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at TotoInto. That's T-O-T-O-I-N-T-O-W. You can find my work um, for comics and for podcasts on KaleWard.com. That's C-A-L-E-W-A-R-D.com. You've also recently been published in a book called... Yes, thank you. Thank you for interrupting my plugs for that. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm just proud of you. I'm excited about it. Um, I was recently featured in a, an anthology called Monster Mashup. It's a, a public domain monster crossover beat-em-up. So you'll find features like uh, Zorro versus Pinocchio. Um, and what was the other one? Krampus versus... Um, 
oh, who was it? Somebody real funny, Little Red Riding Hood or, or something. Mm. I don't think it was definitely Krampus. Uh, anyway, that type of stuff. It was very good. Uh, my collaborator, uh, Faye Stacy, uh, and I did a, a haunted doll story about um, a, a doll called Ophelia. Um, in from from a, an old short story called The Sandman and a paranormal detective called Dr. Silence. Yeah. So um, it was very good. The Kickstarter was very successful. It was funded at um, something like 240% or something. Um, so very, very exciting. Thank you so much to everyone who donated and uh, to everyone who will get that book. I hope it uh, turns out okay. Yeah. Oh, I also hosted this week on the Comics Pals. Yes, you did. And, um... Your triumphant return. Yes, I took it over. It was glorious. Hey! The next three years will be a glorious reign of Kale Ward. Ha, 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 ha. You're still gonna make me dinner, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, I guess that's all. All right, see you next week. Just remember... The lady loves milk tray. Way bye. trying to <laughs> trying to force out a second ago. Okay. Really okay now. Too tired. I want to show up at work today. <laughs> it's Demonge. It's Demonge. Demonge, Demonge.